Matt Hairs to the Pickleball Addiction Podcast. Hi, nice to be here. Yeah, thanks very much for, for joining us. Um, um, here, congratulations are in order as well. Thank you. Yes, uh, my partner, myself and Emily Jelly, my partner, we um, had the birth of our child um, uh, just over three weeks ago. So yes, a uh, future pickable star to look out for, Evelina Jelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, get started early. Me and you, yeah, even just with something to bat, bat a ball with our hands, something like that. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. Some hand-eye coordination early on. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've just I've just got my kids into it. So they're one's nearly ten, seven, and four. I've just started them. It's really good fun, actually. They love it like straight away. I mean, they can't barely hit the ball, but it's fun. For, it's fun for now, and I'm looking forward to like playing with them a little bit longer over the next few months. I'm sure I can't wait. <laughs> um. So, yeah, for for people who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got into pickleball, that kind of thing. Hi. Yes. So I, I'm Ed Hairs. I, um, I started playing pickleball about five years ago. Um, at the time I was doing a PhD at Bristol University. Um, and I was dating my current fiance, uh, Emily. And we were at her mum's one Christmas, who is an avid pickleball player, uh, Katerina Jelly, one of the 50 plus ladies that I'm sure you've seen at many events. Um, and so we were staying there um, and Emily was busy revising for exams, um, but I didn't have any revision because I was doing a research-based degree. So uh, Kat invited me along to play pickleball with her and her friends. And so that was the first time I ever played. I went and played at the Cranbrook session in Kent, uh, met some great people, had a lot of fun. Um, and I was instantly hooked because myself and Emily, we'd, we'd met through the tennis club at Bristol University. Um, that's where we started dating. So it was a, a sport that I took to pretty quickly and instantly fell in love with. And then I I then looked up if there was a pickleball club in Bristol because I wanted to carry on playing. And that is how I met uh, Roberto Rospo. And he ran the first pickleball club I played at. Um, yeah. I, uh, and so that, that was great fun. I uh, For about a year and a half, I played out of Bristol. I, I'd only play once every couple of weeks. I was mainly focusing on um, university tennis then. But uh, it was really good just to mix in a bit of pickleball as well and uh, have some fun with that. So when was that? How long ago was that you got started? Um, I it was uh, it would have been five years ago now. So it would have been two thousand and eighteen, Christmas Christmas two thousand eighteen, and then January twenty nineteen is when I started playing in Bristol. Okay, okay, so yeah, quite quite a while in pickleball terms, anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic. So so where do you play now? So now I play in London. Um, I've not been playing much recently because, as you, as you know, I've uh, just had my first child and then the build-up to that, um, there was lots to get ready. But uh, So I play out of Roehampton Club in London. So I'm, I'm very lucky I get to play with um, a very good group of players. We've got uh, Louis Laville, Thaddea Locke, Freddie Powell, James Chowdhury, um, Molly Kubrick, Vinny, Pei, uh, Chuan, uh, Peter Hitchman and Sam Basford. So we, we basically have a lot of the um, real top players playing in um, these sessions run by Louis Laville at Roehampton Club. So it's a really, really nice social group and a really fun competitive sessions to play in. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, some not bad players there. Yeah, yeah, uh, play with. <laughs> no, yes, I mean, I think they probably, between them, made up about 80% of the medals at Nationals. <laughs> I was about to say that, yeah. I mean, we were recording this on the Monday after Nationals, which finished on Sunday. And um, Ed, Ed didn't make it because of his, uh, his young daughter. But um, yeah, pretty much most of the medals are made up by those, those people there you mentioned. So yeah, good, good group. Um, so for the, this podcast, I guess the main subject that we're going to talk about is the uh, the, pre, uh, the Premier Pickleball League that we'll call PPL now going forward because it's a mouthful. Um, but yep. the PPL, um, I understand that you're you know very much involved in starting it, uh, and I might be wrong, but did you start it yourself, or was there a few of you that kind of got together to start it? Tell us a little bit about the, the PPL. So it was it was a, a few of us that started it. So I'd um. I previously um, uh, played about with the idea of running some events uh, myself. I ran an, uh, when I lived in Oxfordshire. I um, ran a pickleball event there. I think it was three years ago. Uh, had about a hundred players sign up for a single day event, and that that was really good fun. And then I'd I'd uh, ran a couple of smaller um, events, kind of in an MLP sort of format, uh, like team events, because um, I'm a b- big fan of the team event. It adds a, a lot of unpredictability, um, the way you can split uh, lots of the top players and make teams really even. Um, so I, I'd been seeing how much traction MLP had been getting in the States and seeing it was um, the most popular format for pickleball out there and and the best for viewers to digest if you um, don't come from a uh, if you haven't played pickleball before it's the best the best one to view to pick up the game there's the best atmosphere it's a lot of fun people really getting behind each other and there's great uh, camaraderie so I um, I spoke uh, with a number of my friends um, about uh, whether they'd be interested in um, getting a league going here so uh, initially the five of us that started it were myself my partner Emily Jelly uh, Louis Laville Freddie Powell and Molly Kubrick Finney um, we've had loads of help from all the top players in um, getting it going and getting it out there but um, just to get it off the ground it was the five of us that um, put together the early events yeah 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 and um Yes, yeah, so you tell us a little bit about like you know the teams that you've kind of you know, number of teams in the league and kind of how you've kind of planned the fixtures and all those kind of things um, just so we can get some background on that. Hi, Mark Mars here. I hope you're enjoying the show. This podcast is sponsored in part by the Pickleball Addiction Store and newsletter. To support the show, please check out the Pickleball Addiction Store at pickleballaddiction.co, where we stock a wide range of paddles, balls, nets, and other accessories. Use coupon code POD10, that's P-O-D-1-0, to get 10% off your first purchase. You can also check out the Pickleball Addiction newsletter at pickleballaddiction.news, where we cover the latest news in pickleball from the UK and around the world. Thanks for your support, and now back to the show. Yeah, so there's there's six, six teams in the league. Um, so six teams in the league... Um, and all the teams play each other twice in the league season in the regular season. So, um, and on a match day, um, a team will play each uh, two other teams. So, um, say Louis' team's team pickle play. Um, uh, they would play, say, Thaddeus' team, which is uh, the pickleball store, and my team, which is advanced pickleball in one in one weekend. Um, and then after those five 
match weekends which are spread across the year everyone will have played everyone twice um, and then we'll have our seedings for the um, championship finale which is going to be held at Roehampton um, in in March um, we're hoping that's going to be quite a grand event we're going to have um, Hawkeye there doing line calling and we're hoping um, mm. to get a professional streaming setup going um, so the six teams we've got, um, it was decided upon for a couple of reasons. Um, now there's there's a lot of very good pickable players in England and the United Kingdom, but there's kind of six six superstar players. There's the three players on the male side that always are the top players in Europe, which are Louis Laville, Freddie Powell, James Chowdhury, and then the three girls, which are Thadia Locke, um, Paige Run, and Molly Kubrick Vinny. And all of those six are kind of they're the only players that are from England that are winning medals at the European Championships year on year. And so having one of them as a captain for each team and splitting them all into separate teams uh, kind of guarantees a very even playing field. Uh, and then we had a snake draft from there on out where they're um, taking it in turns to pick players um in a kind of american um draw so everyone people aren't entering as a team everyone's entering as an individual and then it's down to the captains to uh select teams and uh, that that led to really really even teams where everyone's everyone's been beating everyone so um we're at the point we're halfway through we, we've played six of the 10 league fixtures and um uh it's still all to play for. I mean, the team that's currently at the bottom of the table, if they win their four remaining games, it's very likely they'll end up winning the league still. Um, there's 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 nothing in it. There's only like two wins separating all the teams. Um, the early leaders so far are um, Thaddea Locke's team. They've had a, a very impressive run so far, but they, like I say, they haven't gone undefeated. They've and um, they've uh, they've won most of their fixtures via Dreambreaker. So it's all been it's all been very tight. Right, right. Fantastic, yeah. So, um, yeah, rally scoring in that, I assume, uh, as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. It is rally scoring. It's, it's um, rally scoring um, best of three games to 15. Um, so the individual yeah rally scoring game to 15 is um it's quite it's quite a short uh game it's kind of is typically a, a bit shorter than a conventional game to 11 but similar length but then the best of three format um works very well because it allows teams to have a tactical reset and um and uh come up come up with tactics uh, um tactical changes what they can do and what we have noticed is there are a large number of games that are turned around um so a large number of um most of the league matches go they all three games are played it's very rare for a team to win in straight sets in the doubles um which is which is great because teams are able to um yeah just implement things as they go which i think is a great format because all the other the tournaments that we typically play in this country are um, group stages single game to 11 which is a great format and it means you get to play a wide range of players um but it, it can it can disappear all too fast and it's uh it's very very easy for an upset we're here um we're giving players their best chance to be able to adapt and uh, really show um their true ability yeah yeah, so it's, it's it's streamed as well, right? Each of the each of the games. Yes, yeah, they are streamed. Um, um, being the first season, we've had a we've had a couple of issues um, with connectivity at some of these venues. We need to. Um, we're talking to a, a company now that's um, going to 
be providing um, a designated internet source for us because we've uh, gone to a couple of David Lloyd venues where the signal's been a little bit weaker. Um, it, um, but then we've had others like the Norwich event where we had complete uh it was like the perfect venue with completely clear wi-fi and um sam anderson from the norwich club um uh, he did the live stream for us at that event with rob williams commentating and it was it was amazing rob did a great job on commentary and sam did a great job with the camera um and we so we streamed to two locations we streamed to racket tv who are one of our sponsors um they are a swedish a group of swedish entrepreneurs who um create create software for pickleball classically they um they made their name uh building a sports betting website in sweden but then they are like like everyone listening to this they're absolute pickleball enthusiasts so now they're looking to make a career in pickleball uh technology and uh it's a real passion project of theirs so it's been been great working with them and then we also stream to youtube because um that is where well where you get the best best amount of traction and most most people seeing it it's funny you should say that because I knew about the Racket TV streaming, but I didn't know about the YouTube streaming. So um, is that to the PPL's YouTube channel? Yes, it is to the PPL YouTube channel. Um, yeah, at the moment, because because Racket is one of our sponsors, we're trying to um, we're trying to push the uh, Racket link um, a lot more. So that's the one on Instagram that we'll be sharing all the time because, um, well, they're, they're doing a lot of things for us. So the more we can promote people to tune on on their um, platform the better but um, we're finding YouTube's a good one for us to historically log all of the matches as well yeah no absolutely um, that's great I, the qu one question I have is now generally when, when you've been attending these venues is there I mean people have enjoyed very much the matches in the nationals just over the last weekend I mean it's still very very fresh in our mind there's absolutely fantastic final to top it all off in the mixed doubles um out on the last day if people wanted to attend in person to these events is there space and is that able to happen yes yeah that is that is very much able to happen and um, that is and something that we greatly encourage as well um so we've been we've been trying to um promote that more so at the um the second event we had in norwich we um Sam Basford and Louise Stevens um, ran a pickleball festival in tandem. So we had three match courts for the uh, PPL events, and and then we had uh, an eight court festival on on the rest of the hall. And uh, so Louise and her team from London Pickleball, um, yeah, created a very um, slick schedule for players to really enjoy a full day of recreation games and then when players had breaks they would come and they would support the ppl games which led to a really really great atmosphere yeah. and um uh the next the next two events we have we have on the, the 17th of december at david lloyd cambridge and then in january um we are uh, uh we're in hampshire we're in hampshire um sorry uh just the name of the venue is slipping my mind for a second i'll come back to you in a second but we're basically both both um events we're going to be um running a, a mini festival in tandem so we're going to have a full court festival in peterborough which we're going to open up uh soon uh for people to enter and then we'll have six courts in january and so that will be a great opportunity for people to come along play a lot of fun recreational games and then uh see well, see the top players in the country in action as well ah oh, that sounds fantastic yeah i was just trying to look up the uh the fixtures but on the people england site at least it's not 
it's on the coming soon or something. <laughs> it's, it's on the Premier League Pickleball Instagram page. I'll I'll find it for you ah. in the background while I answer the uh, next question. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So that was going to be the next thing I was going to ask. Actually, though, where 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 are they? Just I, I will put a link into in the description, but just so we know where they are. If people are local-ish, then they want to turn up, then, then they can. Uh, there's, is there any tickets of that, or is it just turn up? Well, it's going to be part of a festival, right? No. So, it's so all of them are free. All of them are free to enter, except the finale in Roehampton. Um, we're going to try and get a grandstand and uh, potentially um, potentially charge for ticketing there. There's a, there's quite a lot of things that we need to um, sort out logistically um, ahead of that event. So it will be a, a bit of time before information is released around anything like that. But the, so the venues we've gone to so far. Um, our first fixture was in Basingstoke. Uh, we'll um, we'll win tennis. That. Um, that was uh, very successful, and then we went to Norwich. Um, that was, uh, yeah, uh, another great venue. Then David Lloyd in Woking, um, and then the, the fourth league fixture. So we, those are the three completed ones. The fourth one is on Sunday, the seventeenth of December at David Lloyd Cambridge. That's from one to nine p.m. We'll be having a um, festival. Uh, and then on Sunday, the 28th of January, um, we're going to go to G Force Tennis Centre. Um, so that's in Hampshire. And that's from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. We have those calls. Uh, and then the finale is on Sunday, the 24th of March at Roehampton Club in London. And that's going to be from midday to 8 p.m. Fantastic. I will definitely. Um, so where's the one in Hampshire again? Remind me. So that I... It's called G-Force Tennis, um, uh, which is it's a, ten- a, it's a tennis academy in Kingsley. Okay, so I'm in I'm in Hampshire, so I might well might well come along to that one as well. And I'll definitely I'm definitely up for coming to the one at Roehampton. Uh, that sounds fantastic. You're going to get a grandstand and everything as well. So I'll be there. Well, ho- hopefully, I, I I'm I'm I've, I don't want to get ahead of myself. That is that is the dream is to get a, a some kind. Well. Yeah, I mean, well, there wasn't a grandstand at the Nationals, was there? But that was still a fantastic atmosphere. And uh, yeah, even if it's not, yeah. it'll still be a great spectacle, I'm sure. Yeah. It really added to having one at the English Open. The English Open was a really, really fantastic event. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, um, that may be getting a bit ahead of uh, myself, but season two, are you, have you even thought about season two yet? Are you planning for season two? What's the. Yeah, well, is there going to be a redraft and, and that kind of thing? Yes, so absolutely. So there's season two. There's going to, there's going to be a few. There's a few things in the pipeline. Um, the plan is for season two to have, um, so that the weekends will be more full. Uh, we'll plan to run the events over a Saturday and a Sunday, and there will be four things that we will look to do every weekend. We will look to have the PPL. Uh, so the PPL professional league um event we will look to have a kind of challenger league as well so the next tier down so the aspiring players the ones that are just off off the pace uh, uh, a 50 plus league and then also we would like to continue to run the festivals so we found that the events where we've been able to run the festivals in tandem have been the best for atmosphere and having having more people that love the sports that aren't actually playing at the event in attendance has just been amazing Wow, so you're really expanding it out um, quite a lot. Yes, 
Yes, yes. So and then yeah, there's the the team behind it is growing. Um, Sam Basford is um, going to be uh, playing a larger role. He's very keen to get involved and keep running his festivals and events. Um, and then um, Sam Anderson from Norwich is um, going to be playing a bigger part. So there's going to there's going to be uh, a larger group of us, and uh, we're looking to to really um, put on put on as much of a pickable show as possible. Yeah, oh, wow, I'm excited already. That sounds that sounds great. I mean, is it, it, it's it's funny that you kind of did. That. I mean, I, I, as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, I'm quite new to pickleball. I only really started in February, but it was, I immediately started asking questions like, "Why is there no pro, pro pickleball league? Why are there no facilities? Why are there no this? Why are there no?" And you know, yeah. the league was one of those things, and I was really pleased to see because it only it was only a, right in summer sort of time, right? Maybe the start of the summer you started this. That's correct. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, oh, sorry. And the other question you asked was around, will there be a redraft? And yes, there will be a redraft for the new season. Um, Because as you alluded to, a lot of people are very new to Pickleball. Like there are some absolutely amazing players. Like I said, the players at the Nationals, like uh, um, people, people like Ben Corston, who uh, he's a, he's a, he plays a sport of rackets and he's actually the world champion and he's just recently yeah. started pickleball. There's there's players like him who have only actually started since uh, the season started. They're already top players, and so um, yeah, they'll no doubt be drafted into the league next season. Um, and I'm sure the standards just going to go up and up because um, that's that's what we've already seen from this season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, more and more players. Oh, we know more and more players coming in all the time, and the, the level's just getting better as well. I mean, I feel like even the level between the Open and the Nationals has elevated. Um, watching the pro players, and that's only a couple of months. Um, so, okay. Um, so you mentioned you alluded to Hawkeye, which is exciting. Uh, just a minute ago, I mean, they haven't even sorted out anything for line calls properly in the US for many, many of their pro tournaments. But tell us about like. Hawkeye and the plans for Hawkeye. And I don't know if I mentioned already, but you work at Hawkeye, right? So you you do have some genuine. I, I do, yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah, so I've I've worked at Hawkeye I, I'm, for the last four years. I'm, I'm a product manager there in the um, analytics and insights department. Um, so most of what I do is um, based around tennis coaching tools. Um, but so. Uh, not at this year's nationals, but the year before at nationals, uh, myself and a few friends from Hawkeye, we set up a, um, a video review kit where we had uh, 12 cameras around the court pointed down the lines and we were able to um, officiate and make decisions based um, upon that. And that was great. They were cameras that would catch uh, 150 frames per second. So you could see exactly where the ball had bounced. And it was a very effective way of calling footfalls and where the ball had bounced in and out. And it was very easy to review every decision within about five seconds. And Mm -hmm. so, yes, so the plan plan is uh, to have this at the um, finale at Roehampton in March. Um, wow. I would love, I would love to have it um, at every event moving forward. Um, that is a conversation I need to have uh, with work. Um, so, uh, not something I can get ahead of myself with. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I know that there, are, the, there are, there are. I, I'm not going to say which companies, but there are companies in the US that are, have been approaching Hawkeye and are looking to get um, 
Orkayat's pickleball events because currently they have a single camera video review system which using their broadcast camera and it takes a really long time and then they're pretty much just guessing at a result about whether a ball's in or out because they don't have the right angle yeah. um so um yeah it's absolutely something that's going to happen as pickleball grows and the money in these events um grows so i mean everyone knows hawkeye is such a staple of tennis event even it goes really quite far down the pro ladder that you still have hawkeye at tennis events and to be honest like uh, it's hard for an event to be taken seriously if it didn't have it um and i'm sure that will be the case uh with pickleball in the near future whether whether or not that company that does the officiating is hawkeye or whether a new player will come into the game with a specific pickleball solution is to be seen but obviously working at hawkeye and loving the sport i really hope they plug the gap yeah so uh, i've got a, uh, a more generic question for you then on, on hawkeye which probably applies to tennis as well but um, but i guess that the reason i'm thinking about it is because of uh, foot faults and stuff in in uh, in pickleball you know is there is there any way that Oh, do we even want it? Is there a reason that we don't? It doesn't happen at the moment. Where actually calls are automatic, automated. Sorry, there doesn't have to be a challenge in order for a line call to be called in or out. So it, it, it's also almost almost a bit like the goal line technology, right? The Hawkeye has for immediately yes. know whether it's a goal or not. You could you could immediately know whether the ball is in or out, and actually there doesn't have to be that need for a challenge to make that that decision. Is that something? avoid and we don't want in tennis or pickleball or is that something that might be coming down the, down the road well, well in tennis that actually does happen so um it is at wimbledon they're traditionalists and they have uh, a hawkeye system which is automated so it's it's, it's ball, ball tracking technology so um the ball is tracked and then at the hawkeye booth they always it, it says instantly whether the ball's in or out um but then it's it's on the player to challenge but mm. i i don't know if you've watched the the us open or the australian open or uh, most of the hard court or grass events outside of wimbledon they have a product that we call hawkeye live and there if uh, it, it, it automatically calls over the tannoy whether a ball is out um and there is there's no challenges because um if a ball's out yeah. the, the tannoy says it and so um so that that actually is already a thing in tennis um so whether that would be a thing in pickleball, I, I think it, it very much could be. Um, so the reason it won't be in the near future is because um, that would involve a full ball tracking system, which involves far more computational power than just a video review system. So um, I, I think um, pickleball will start off with a video review system where it's just um, someone manually looking back through the video because that's very very easy to operate and it's uh it's not inexpensive to set up but it's relatively inexpensive to set up compared to a full tracking system where okay. you need to have um quite a lot of graphics processing power for the machine learning models okay interesting interesting yeah because i, was, I guess i was thinking about foot faults and them automatically kind of getting picked up rather than the ball itself um, but that's a kind of a different that's a different whole piece of kit i imagine as well <laughs> uh, i mean a, a tracking like a, the, the tracking kits that we have I, I, that would like if if pickleball were were to generate a similar sort of revenue to tennis that would that would absolutely be a solvable problem to do very quickly yeah okay okay that's um well, that's all really exciting there's loads of uh, this is why i love doing these podcasts because um this is all stuff that I want to know and I'm interested in, but you know, it's very hard to know about it and hear about it. Uh, 
not necessarily just the Hawkeye stuff, but all this stuff you're planning for the the, um, the PPL. Um, so it's really exciting stuff. And yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for taking the ball by the horns and, and, and pushing it forward. Hi, you're very welcome. I mean, it was, it, it felt like um, an area that really needed filling because um, pr prior to us starting the league, um, so, okay, as I, as I told you that at the moment, uh, quite a lot of the players are based in London, but uh, going back a couple of years, I was living in Oxfordshire, uh, Louis was in London, Thaddea was in Guildford, James was in Southampton, and uh, Sam and Peter Basford were in rugby, and we would occasionally all meet up and play, uh, but there weren't a great deal a uh, number of younger players in the sport at the time. And typically, um, it would only be at, say, the English Open and the English Nationals and one other event a year where you would actually get to play all the top players. And so uh, these events, they're completely fast, fantastic events. Everything Pickleball England does is absolutely spot on and amazing. Um, but one area we really wanted to target with the league was the... Um, top players getting access to playing other top players more regularly because it's, it's very tough so um you said in the new forest you have this young player that's um wanting to challenge himself uh more regularly like i think it would be great for him to sign up for this challenger league because it would be um guaranteed six events a year where he gets to play against other similarly talented people um and that normally that's that's very hard to come by um in in pickleball where the sports um is, is growing uh, at uh, the younger demographic, but in this country, uh, we still the the fifty plus demographic is still much higher than the the younger uh, portion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm nearly there. I'm nearly in the fifty plus. So maybe I can maybe I can work hard and try and get into that in the, in a couple of seasons' time. Um, there was another question I had for you. Oh, right, that was it. So, in terms of thinking about MLP. Um, and you know how they've found success or the, the the plans that they have for trying to build a fan base so it's very much um uh i think it was kind of fluke i think one of the teams and i can't remember which team decided they were going to they were going to base it in ge on geography their team name so it was going to be you know seattle pioneers for example i don't think it was seattle but one of them and then everyone else everyone else followed suit because you know, they want to they want to try and get that fan base from that location to like really get behind the team and at the moment obviously you've got the way that you've done it was similar to how they were going to do it i think before someone came up with the idea of doing that one of the team names and i have thought yep. myself you know a bit like the premier league and football you're actually getting some teams that are location based i guess it's harder because a lot of the players are in, in it's all based around london right now i guess but have you thought about that have you thought about making a geography based kind of st structure Yes, yeah, have have very much thought about that. But I mean, it would be, um, yeah. I mean, I I feel like there's no. Yes, absolutely. That is something that has been thought about. Uh, that would be a great way to bring in um, a larger variety of sponsors. Because I'm sure, say say you had a Peterborough pickleball team, um, you would bring be able to approach a lot of local companies in Peterborough that may be interested in. Uh, sponsoring that team having their emblem uh on that team's kit and that that would be a great way to grow it so that is that is something that we're looking at and that that's something that potentially will be pushed for next season but uh not definitely so that's it's something that we're discussing at the moment uh we actually have a call about that very topic later this week ah interesting i mean it could be that that's this is almost the next tier down maybe that that has that this is like the you know the elite your league is the elite league and then 
because you know I was, I was even I was I've been thinking about this myself a little bit. Like it could be that you know you break the country up into quarters um, and you have um, a number of different teams, which were from you know the southeast, the northeast, the southwest, and they all play regularly, and then they meet for a grand final. You know at the end, you know the top top leagues in that region then comes and plays for us like a super final almost but that doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be necessarily the same thing that, that you're doing it could be that that's, this is just an amateur more of an amateur level or aspiring players level a feeder a feeder if you yeah. like into the premier league um and uh, but i mean i'm getting ahead of myself probably for the number of players that are that well, want to do this kind of stuff but i mean that that actually that actually is in existence um in the format you're talking so um i i don't know if you've met andre strachan but he is Absolutely fantastic guy. He runs this league called uh, Seppel, the um, I think it's called the Southeast Pickleball League. I, I apologies, Andre, if that's not the correct acronym. But um, yeah, so him and Louise Stevens and a few others they um, run run local leagues of a similar format um, and uh, in areas of the country. So they capture a lot of the top players um, in the Surrey area. So there's a Farnham Farnham team, Woking team, and um, uh there's some of the i think i believe it's the south london area pickleball and london pickleball team both have teams in the league and um richard bassford has sorry sorry not richard bassford um richard wise has started um a northern league in the same vein that he's called the spartan league so these these local leagues um at the challenger level they they are they are in existence um the um the, the I guess I, I, I guess that um that th- those leagues are amazing and the standard is it's driving it on so well and they do a fantastic job. Um, at the moment, I would say the number of four, five, five o plus players in England um means that if you want to get a full league with these level of players, you need to pull from all areas of the country. Um, there's not uh, there's not enough top level players yet to be able to have um the county leagues where mm. the standard is high enough that you can push it out as a pro product um you need to be able to pull all the talent from the country to have a really really viable pro product to um yeah. promote pickleball to the rest of the world Cur- yeah. currently but there's there's so many people working so hard in the pickleball space that there absolutely will be in a couple of years time yeah the yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah, I'm aware of the, there's the Southwest League as well. Um, I actually haven't been to any of, any of these, and I, I guess I wasn't quite quite aware of exactly how it all worked. But, yeah, no, that's interesting. I'm definitely going to look into that for, for myself um, a little bit more. I think I was listening to a um, podcast just this week. Um, it's King of the Court. I don't know if you listen to any podcasts. King of the Court with uh, Tyler Loon. Um, so he was talking to... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, no, I'm uh, afraid I've not come across that. that I know, I, I know the, recognize the name of the player, but I've uh, not tuned into the podcast. It's quite it's quite a good podcast, actually. They, they're a bit more con- on the controversial side, so they sort of say things that a lot of people don't say uh, about you know what's going on in the, on the professional scene in the US. Uh, but they have Ben Johns on um, just this week, and um, they were talking about the structure of the MLP um, and how that works going forward, what with the the alliance with the PPA and and all that kind of thing, and he came up with an interesting kind of idea um, to sort of kind of 
because obviously they've, they've offered really expensive contracts now to these players. How do they cut costs but make it interesting on an ongoing basis? And uh, he was talking about having um, almost like a Monday night football, Tuesday night football kind of fixtures where of all of the MLP teams, there's always a, a game on a Monday and a game on a th Tuesday. It's kind of generally at kind of one or two venues. So that that, that venue is almost per a permanent fixture set up with all the camera gear, set up with a nice backdrop yeah. and all those kind of things. So the, 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 the viewership, and this, this is probably ahead of what we need for the UK, but the, the viewership gets to watch games every single week, um, keep yeah. the content flowing, and they don't have that massive expense of huge events they've got to put on all the time for thousands of people, you know, lots and lots of people, because you know there's only so many people that need to attend each one. And I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, yeah. It's like different way of doing it. Yeah, that sounds like a really, really interesting way of doing it. Um, I, they, they have the luxury, I guess, that, um, yeah, that they're, they're, they're able to do that. And it's, uh, um, it's logistically feasible. Um, yeah, I would love us to be able to do a similar sort of thing. I think at the moment we kind of have to travel around a bit with it because otherwise we're, if we had a single location, we're expecting a, a larger number of the talent pool to travel each way so we've we've tried to spread it so that we have um our locations spread across the kind of like a hot spots of pickleball within the country yeah. but yeah no that that sounds like a fantastic way of them doing it and um i i would absolutely love a kind of match of the day kind of digestible form of pickleball mm. yeah i mean yeah obviously like you know, they're all yeah. expenses paid and everything for everyone whereas here it's a totally different ball game but um yeah okay well yeah i just thought it, it seems quite interesting it's quite nice that they're playing with different ideas for how you know they can because that, that you know we're talking you're talking about getting viewership um i was talking to somebody today about this as well even, even in the us given how popular the sport is the actual number of viewers they're managing to get on stream streams is still not that high and that and that's why they're kind of playing with these different ideas i think yeah well that is what one of we would uh one of the things that is a real ambition is to get um the ppl games onto iplayer uh iplayer next year um that um, and, and if we could get bbc red button that would be unbelievable but that's that's something i mean it's something we're in early talks with it's uh there, there's interest there is a sport that they've um they've acknowledged and um are looking to go forward with so it's just a case of coming to some kind of agreement and hopefully that's going to be doable in the next few months and so from from next season onwards that that would be amazing if we can we can push push the push pickable to iPlayer. excellent that would be epic yeah that would be great <laughs> okay so tell us a little bit well i mean we'll be starting i guess in a little bit on the future of, of ppl but what other plans do you have we talked about the season two we talked about iPlayer. Maybe you know in the short and long term, what's your what's your plans for EPL? So short, I guess um, short term, um, we want to basically grow, um, grow, grow awareness of it. At the moment, as you, as you're aware, like um, we've we we formed this summer, um, uh, we've had um, Molly Kubrick Finney running our social media for the majority of the campaign. Um, the, everyone. Well, the rest of the team's been across it a bit, but she's been the kind of spearhead figure for running that, and she's done a great job uh, uh, reaching a large number of accounts. Um, but basically, we just we really need to just keep trying to push that, grow to a wider audience. Um, and I mean, ideally for us, we I mean, we, we want to hit all all um, demographics, but we really want to be pushing it so that we get these young, talented, up and coming tennis players wanting to join in the sport and other racket players. Um, 
And we also want to be able to reach um, reach a larger number of sponsors so that we can uh, increase our budget and be able to uh, be able to do a lot more things. So we, what I should say is we have had unbelievable support. So we within uh, within I think four weeks of us uh, having the idea for starting the league, we'd already managed to find team sponsors for all the teams, and we're very appreciative of that. We um we have Franklin Pickleball who um. I, I'm not sure. I, many of the uh, listeners to this will have met Jared Franklin. He is a, he's an amazing guy. He runs uh, Franklin Pickleball. They are our headline sponsor. They provide nets, balls, um, uh, the prize money, and um, a, a, and all manner of things. They've given us a, a large number of paddles for give, um, giveaways, and he's uh, been happy to assist in everything we've got an amazing relationship with him um we have scan who sponsored loads of um pickleball events in this country um sam basford pickleball um sam's come on he's sponsored one of the teams he's running the festivals uh, we have uh, advanced pickleball which is a company set up by rob williams we have pickle play and uh, which is a, a u.s app that is designed for players finding social games and basically meeting new friends through pickleball uh, they're looking to move into europe uh, they've been uh, very very key to us they've been sending out our live streaming links to their tens of thousands of subscribers in the states and then um, then we have racket tv um, and who we who do our scoring system and also provide a platform for us to live stream onto and then um the pickleball store which is run by lloyd atterill who's a really great guy um lives between the isle of wight southampton um lo- lovely bloke he's our he's our final team sponsor um but we're basically looking to be able to we've had an amazing support we want to be able to grow that so that we're able to do more things potentially have a european champions league style event uh, that would be a real highlight for us um we would like to be able to um invest in our own uh, traveling show courts at the moment we're having all of these events at david lloyd's and we're taping tennis courts what we would love is i'm sure you've seen the show court at the english nationals and the english open um these pickable united courts uh we're looking to be able to own a similar sort of court for the league that we can use for these events um that would be one of the one of the aims for next season um and really, I mean, we just want to we want to grow awareness of the sport. That is like the main aim of this whole venture is we all love pickleball. We just want it to become a more mainstream sport. All of us have that or uh, started it. We have pretty similar stories of um, playing this uh, largely. I mean, I, I started off playing while I was doing a PhD. I would largely play in the middle of the day in Oxfordshire with a group of uh, 60 to 80 year olds. Um, and it was it was so much fun. But it's it's uh, it's kept growing and growing and now playing these sessions with these guys at Roehampton it's such a it's I mean it's it's like a real a really becoming an established sport um, and we want to we want to keep doing that I mean we just want to bring in as many viewers as we can um, and just just grow the game yeah fantastic so you know the APP are uh, being yeah, quite uh, making some moves I guess across the world um Outside of the US, uh, they sponsor um, the UK events. They've just, uh, oh, and other events around the world. And also the MLP are definitely looking to make moves to go international as well. I know that they have uh, somebody in the UK that's like looking to do that around the UK. They've just um, 
taken over a, a league or you know rebranded a league in Australia to MLP Australia. Um, so you know there, I guess those leagues are kind of coming as well, or there's definitely interest there. Um, how do you think that all fits in with the PPL, and what do you think the outlook will look like going forward? Well, that's a that's a very interesting question. I mean, I uh, the truth is, I'm I'm not sure how it will work out. I would imagine that um, there would down the line be some kind of partnership between uh, one of these leagues and ourselves. Um, uh, there, I mean, they they have this enormous global reputation. I mean, uh, MLP, APP, PPA, they all have um, uh, large. Well, they're just well-established professional tours in the states. They hit a large audience there. All very well-respected brands. Um, I guess we're we're far more in our infancy, and we're an up-and-coming product. Um, I mean, we have the well. That when they look to come into the space, I guess we have the advantage that um, we have all the um, all the top players currently signed up and playing in our league. Um, and I think. Um, yeah, ultimately they'll, I would imagine, want to be involved with what we're doing uh, because it's, it's very similarly aligned to what they will want with a, with a global strategy. Uh, I, I don't know when these companies will look to go global. I know that various, um, the APP uh, were at the English Nationals and the Swedish Open. MLP have taken over the Australian League. Um, PPA, um, I'm not sure which uh, which events they've done globally so far but they've, they've obviously been busy with this merger with MLP um, so I'm sure I'm sure all of them will look to now that it's such an established sport in the States um, they'll all be looking to grow globally so I guess um, the next couple of years could be could be really exciting um, could be a real opportunity um, for collaboration and to just aid the growth of the sport even more yeah fantastic well it's exciting times in the next, yeah to come for sure next 12 24 months it's going to be very interesting I think yeah i think so um i think yeah at the moment we're still on a we're still on a steep learning curve but what has been incredibly powerful for us is um the the family feel of pickleball so uh the the players within the ppl they're there's such an incredibly good bonding experience so um like playing in a team throughout the season um you you get to know people really well i i i didn't know some of the players in my team too well before the start of the season um uh we've got jang evans natalia novakova um james salter Stu parment and myself and molly on our team and and now like every time i see them all at an event i i'm so happy to see all of them they're all, all great players um and i know Bolly and Natalia both won medals this this weekend at the English Nationals in the Pro event. Um, did amazingly. I was watching the live stream, getting super excited for both of them, and I know <laughs> other people have been like that with their teams. It's like it's really bonding, and um, and there's so much knowledge within the league on events. We have players, uh, players like Thaddea Locke. She has worked at Eastbourne tennis events and Wimbledon, and lovely girl. I've been friends with her since I started pickleball, and um, she's uh, if you ever have any questions about anything like that she will happily help she knows a lot of the sponsors that can help put people in touch um and things like that really help james chowdhury sam basford are obviously have been heavily involved in pickleball england and um they've been um yeah really again everyone just has had 
so much input. Like there, it might have been a few of us that started it, but the players we've had on board this season, like I owe a massive credit to all of them because they've all made it incredibly enjoyable and um, a relatively, relatively straightforward process. And uh, yeah, I've managed to keep things going pretty smoothly because everyone just loves the game, and there's just been it's been easy to get good quality matches with such a talented bunch. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for the more of the team format. I mean, even at the nationals where we did the MLP style. You know, it was for one day. Yeah. And I hadn't met these, hadn't met uh, a lot of the players on the team. Um, we had a pick, pickleball, a pickleball, yeah, a pickleball addiction team. Oh, we won, of course, which is the first thing. I, and it won't be the last time I mention it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but even <laughs> just that day, just the bonding experience, just for that day of everyone getting together, and you know, they've got some great memories now. They're going to go back and, um, you know, this, you know, they just said, you know, they it's going to be something they're not going to forget for a long time. So I think that's something that we kind of yeah. shared together there that day. So. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and uh, I'm so pleased that you're doing kind of more of that. And yeah, it's, it's going to be great for going forward. Thank you. Yeah, I've been. It's been it's been a lot of fun. So, to wrap up with the last couple of questions, it's been a really great interview. So, thanks for sharing all that you have. It's got me excited for sure. But what events are you uh, planning to attend once you're sort of released from young baby? <laughs> yeah so that's um that's that's a that's a tough one to answer because i'm uh it's, it's going to be a slightly reduced schedule in the uh next few months but so um, next month in november i'm uh planning on attending the hampshire peak league events um that uh, is, is actually going to be held at the same um the same geforce tennis venue that our final league regular season fixture is being held at so i'm looking to go there i'm just i'm just looking to just looking to play the singles i've not not actually hit a pickleball in about three months uh, with the birth of my child so i wouldn't i <laughs> uh, wouldn't want to inflict myself on anyone else in the doubles um so I'll do, I'll, I'll do the singles there and i'll introduce introduce the new arrival of the family um to a lot of a lot of my friends um and and then after that um in December, it will be the PPL Cambridge fixture. January will be the PPL fixture um, at uh, GeForce, uh, and 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 then next year. Um, so my uh, my partner Emily, when uh, she will she'll she she'll be back playing uh, by the December PPL events, um, and then I we'll we'll be looking to do a few events. We'll we'll look to do the European Championships. Um, I'm sure we'll look to go to uh, one of the Swedish events. We've got a lot of pickable friends in Sweden. We actually named our daughter after one of our pickable friends in Sweden. Um, so any any excuse to get back out there. Um, uh, and then uh, French Open, Spanish Open in the summer. Um, I I hate to miss any of those. And then obviously every event in England I like to go to. English Nationals, English Open next year. I will definitely be in attendance. Fantastic. Okay. Um, anything I should have asked you that I didn't, you'd like to share? I mainly just want to reiterate that um, massive, massive thanks to all the sponsors that have got on board uh, so quickly and been so, so key to getting this off the ground. I know uh, yeah, Jared has been unbelievable with uh, his support of the league and everything he's offered. Um, Lloyd uh, from the Pickable Store, he's, he's made so much content for us he's forever forever building reels for the players and um doing highlights videos um i'm not much of a social media person so it's been invaluable to me that him and molly have taken such a lead there um 
Yeah, then Louis and Freddie, they've been uh, so helpful at every event uh, with all the setup and um, just just logistically. I mean, Louis is the kind of person that can chat to you forever about pickleball and just absolutely loves it. And he's, he's I've been one of the top players in Europe for such a long time. He's just kind of got an absolute wealth of knowledge to draw on. Um, so it's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing, just this whole experience. Um, it's really helped cement so many of my friendships. And um, yeah, just love being part of this pickable family in England. Fantastic. So if people want to learn more or they'd like to follow what you're doing, where should they do that? So the best the best place to follow is the uh, Premier PB League Instagram account. Um, I can send a link for you now, but that that's where you'll get uh, regular updates. We we have a Facebook page as well. Um, we we get a lot less uh, traction with the Facebook page. It tends to be a lot of the um, younger followers um, are a bit less uh, religious about checking it than they were five ten years ago. So we found that Instagram is our our best spot for pushing content. So I would say follow our Premier League Premier Football League Instagram account. Um, we have a website incoming, but. Uh, that will be announced on the channel once that's up and running. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll put links into the description below so that people can easily find you there. Okay, well, thank you very much, Ed. It's been a really interesting discussion. I've really enjoyed it um, and talking to you and learning more and asking all the questions I wanted to ask. Um, so hopefully it'll be interesting to uh, the audience as well. So thanks once again for coming on. Oh, thanks a lot for having me, Mark. It's been a pleasure. And hopefully I'll get to meet you in person at an event very soon. Great. I look forward to it. Great. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. Thank you.